0: shirt on and by the way it's a red storm shirt so uh this is brian from cajun cardboard uh for the great state of louisiana welcoming you to another episode of nba past and present this is episode number 16 i am telling you right now i don't know i don't want to make you feel bad but i'm always transparent and truthful for whatever reason people are allergic to watching these episodes (laughs) I will post. No, I'm not joking. I will literally the channel is flourishing and growing and uh, expanding at an astronomical rate. And I will post some video about Kobe Bryant basketball cards and I will get like a thousand views in 40 hours on our episodes. We get like 80 views a day. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh, we're on such a level. We're on such a level that people can't get where we're at. Uh, or if people are on a level and we can't get where they're at, <laughs> more likely, right? Or maybe why do people care more about basketball cards than the sport of basketball? I've always been told Jonathan, by the way, I've got the grandfather father uh, coach Jonathan Pixley with me on the show. Oh, by the way, Oh my God. I'm, this is like second diatribe. Yeah. If you're, if you're a coach and you retire, you're still a coach. Yes. It's like my son, right? I've got a nine-year-old son. He's like, uh, I was like, uh, go, you're riding with Coach Brent. And he's like, he's not a coach. He doesn't coach me anymore. And I was like, well, he coached you last year. And he's like, yeah, but he doesn't coach me anymore, Dad. And I was like, well, here's something you may want to understand. (laughs) If you see Mr. Brent – you know, as we say in Louisiana, we use Mr. and then first names where you would say Mr. Jones or Mr. Smith in other states. But in Louisiana, it's Mr. and then first name. And I said, Jojo, my son, if you see Mr. Brent 20 years from now, you're going to call him coach. Just like I have 31-year-old people calling me coach when they see me,
1: right? So, Or uh, our, our eighth grade coach who was turned into my CPA, I still yes. call him.
0: Well, I, I would always call him coach Ralph. I would never call him. What would I call him Ralph? No, it's a sign of respect. No, he, he, he beat us there. He was the coach. We were the players, you know, yep. um, great team by the way. Anyway, uh, sorry, we're not driving here. So, uh, today's episode, we probably, that's probably why we don't get any viewers. Cause we, I, we start by bullshitting every time we do this, but, uh, so people have already hung up or disconnected or whatever you do when you don't <laughs> want to watch a video, move on to the next one. Um, we're talking, this is, we're giving it to y'all. This is the most important one. We're giving you our, uh, first, second, third team, all NBA. Uh, we are going to give you our, uh, NBA all rookie, uh, first team, just five rookie of the year. Uh, defensive player of the year, most improved player, sixth man of the year, and then uh, MVP one through five in order. And then we'll talk in a little bit of detail about the MVP. Uh, But we're going to throw a little twist in here, Jonathan. As we discussed, we're going to give you, under the current rules, who are first, second, and third team are, but then we're going to apply the the, uh, projected or the agreed to rules in the most recent collective bargaining agreement, which have a 65-game minimum requirement to be eligible for an all-NBA team and we're going to look and see how that would change who we would put on our all-NBA team because it would eliminate potential players who are going to finish with less than 65 games
1: and positionless
0: right and position more important almost well not more but also super important the new CBA allegedly the rules are you got to play 65 games and positionless no guard forward center no front court backcourt like all-star games just straight up The five best players are on NBA first team. The next five players, 6 through 10, are second team, 11 through uh, 15, on NBA 13. So, yes, we're going to compare those two and see what changed. This is going to be interesting. And this is, you know, I tell you, you like making these lists. This this shit gives me so much anxiety. Trying to choose these all-NBA guards was absolutely ridiculous. The list of players that we're going to not consider or consider but will not make it I said it's seven or eight deep, who have all NBA credentials for that NBA thirteen guard spot. I really do, man. I, I, this is—I I
1: don't remember it being like this. But you're saying just for two spots there are seven to eight guys like, yeah that's the hard part I, I didn't i guess i didn't see we're gonna look together yeah we're gonna look
0: together yeah. we'll, we'll just have to uh we'll, we'll get on the same page i'm not worried about that uh what order do you want to tackle this in i'm not doing any we don't have time for famous nicknames or uh who's the who's the player on the card we we got to get down to business and this is like serious uh, what do you want because the mvp talk is going to take a bit here too to talk through that even though we might be on the same page uh, again we've not shared any of our lists We've not shared any of our first team, MVPs,
1: reasoning, none of that crap. So talk to me. Uh, what do you want to do first? I think let's go with the all-NBA teams first, and let's just compare, you know, list A, which is today's uh, criteria, with list B, which is next year's criteria. Okay, first team, we'll,
0: uh, compare. Oh, let's do first team first. Let's go yeah. backwards. Let's do first team first. Okay, yeah. we're going to go first team, second team, third team in order. <laughs> Normally you work your way up, but I, I think this logically is the best way for us to do it. Okay. okay, you want to start with you giving me your first yep. team or me giving you my first team?
1: I'm going to give you my first team uh, this year. Like, in other words, yes. We're in area, okay. And I think we're going to be probably in lockstep close, at least for the first team, both ways. I think. Ohio. Okay. Um, my first team is <clears throat> my center is Nikola Jokic, which. I know we're going to be in the minority on that, probably. Um, but I believe when you look statistically, um, it's not that I believe that he's better statistically than Embiid. It's that I think it's not close. Agree, it's and, not. And, and people need to dig a little bit on it to see what we're really talking about. Um, yeah, we're going to dig on it. I've got it over here. We're going to talk about that when we get to the MVP. So don't wait. Don't waste too much breath.
0: I'm with it. you. You can see there's my list, right? I got Jokic as well. Uh, it is not close.
1: Um, it's just not close. Uh, give me your give me your two forwards. My two forwards are Giannis and Jason Tatum. And I think those are self-explanatory Giannis, of course. Tatum, uh, you know, had a little rough stretch there seven, a few weeks back. But, I mean, God dang, he's the best player on one of the best teams in the league. And he's had a heck of a year. So, he's got to be one of the two forwards in my Is opinion. Is there anybody
0: – people – Reasonable minds could differ on Jokic and Embiid. Could anyone di- disagree with Giannis and Tatum at that forward position?
1: Not intelligently, no.
0: I don't think there's any way, like, logically, intelligently, thoughtfully right. to, to disagree with those two guys. They both played the necessary games. They're the first and second best teams in the league, arguably. Um, yep. I mean, one's an MVP candidate. One, Well, both are – I mean, depending on what your list looks like, both are in the MVP conversation – you know, theoretically. We know Tatum can't get it and Giannis probably can't get it either, but uh, okay, give me your two guards. This is where it it could, I mean, honestly, we may not be on the same page, John. We're going to be on the same page with one of them, I'm sure, but we may not be on the same page. Tell me who you got.
1: We may not be here. I I have to put Luca there. Uh, I just think, I mean, he's one of the two best guards in the world today, at, you know, and he's had a great statistical season. And I do actually have SGA as my league. Wow. We yeah. matched. Yeah. We matched. He's, he, he's arguably um, one of the three most important players to his team in the league today. Uh, arguably, you know, but you know, you take him away. They are awful. They are in the playoffs because of him. How especially. about this?
0: Guess, guess where, excuse me. They <laughs> had the second lowest win total projection preseason like if you go Vegas and you bet over under on wins yep. they were number two uh, yep. actually they were tied with the Rockets I think yep. and look what they did yep. you know look what they did what the hell man look what he did I mean but he- look th- these these win totals were with Chet Holmgren kind of in the picture too yep. you took away Chet Holmgren who you know think whatever you want about his offensive ability or how much he needs to eat a sandwich The dude was going to matter defensively and really matter for that team defensively because they don't have shit inside. They got nothing. They could not possibly be more void inside. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're on the exact same page on your first team. Uh, Let's let's do our second team under these rules before we switch over to the what if uh, under the new rules deal. Okay. so let's do our second team. Give me your second. Well, we know our second team center. Uh, I can't imagine will be anyone other than Joel and Embiid, and again, we're not going to glaze over this. We're going to discuss why we have Jokic over Embiid here, and then presumably, you know, spoiler alert, Jokic over Embiid for the uh, for the MVP. All right, give me your forwards
1: for the second team. Yeah, I think we're going to be. I think I'm going to be different than you here. I do have Julius Randle as one of my forwards. Um on the second team, and that was kind of a struggle for me because I could flip my third and second team forwards very easily. Okay. Yep. Um, but I just took into account the fact that the Knicks are relevant and he's one of the two reasons why that's the case. Um, and then um I I did a little bit of digging and realized that the guys actually had a better year than I realized. Uh, and that's Jimmy Butler I have as my other forward way better than I realized. And when I looked, he's a lot better than Randall. Like he's
0: a lot, he's a lot better yeah um yeah yeah R- randall marketing is basically okay so that's where we disagree like we're on the same page with butler and i you know again boring mediocre yep. team
1: yep.
0: alleged you know theoretically probably a lot of people would perceive them as underachieving you know i guess maybe i don't know maybe they just achieve what we all expect i i expected them to be exactly where they are i didn't right. think they'd be top four i thought they'd be five six right. uh, which they are um he was a lot better than I thought, dude. If you look at PER, he really shines. His sixth best PER in the league, man. Yeah, I mean, he's between SGA and Anthony Davis for God's sake. The only people ahead of him are Jokic and Embiid, Anadikunpo, Doncic. Four. Those are the basically the top four MVP candidates. Yep. Anthony Davis, and then him. Yep. I mean, he's freaking had a really, really, really special year. Um, you know, we were messing around with this Raptor crap earlier, and just kind of looking at Raptor. And uh, he's seventh on Raptor, which again, we don't put a lot of, I don't put a lot of stock in Raptor. It's, it's sometimes there's in, um, inexplicable anomalies, we'll say. Right. Ooh, yeah. that sounds like a good name for a, uh, like a, like a series on Netflix. Inexplicable yes. anomalies?
1: David Duchovny needs to start. David
0: that. Duchovny is in there. Yeah. Uh, Flave. of Flav uh would be in there and then Sam Kennison that, that yes. comedian that used to scream those three inexplicable anomalies yes. yeah yes. uh anyway um <laughs> that's off uh oh, no, I, I, look i always like to pull fantasy basketball in just as a, like a not not necessarily a be-all end all but like almost like a tiebreaker kind of deal and uh this is on a per game basis he's 14th you know mm-hmm. from a fantasy basketball standpoint which takes into account just the eight categories. Uh, I, I'm an eight cat guy, so this is just eight category fantasy basketball. So Jimmy Butler belongs dude. I don't care what anybody says. He's boring. Right. I get it. Who are your guards on the second team?
1: My guards are Donovan Mitchell and Baron Fox. Are okay. on my second team.
0: We, 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 before we get there, okay, I've got Donovan
1: Mitchell and then yeah. I got Morant. Um, yeah, got well, you'll I see.
0: Got it. this was really hard. Uh, yeah. But when I looked at him and Fox, I just thought Morant was better. Uh, yeah. Fox, more durable. Fox's yeah. team's behind Morant, so if there is a tiebreaker, they're slightly behind, I think, if I recall, like right behind. Um, again, that's not really a big deal. They're, they're yeah. two games behind, but they're, they're a super, super healthy, uh, most consistently healthy starting five in the NBA and two games behind a Grizzlies team that missed John Morant with his gun crap, and I'm trying yeah. to throw that out the window even though it pissed me off. They yeah. missed Steven Adams for a lo- big portion of the year. Brandon Clark out for the season. Jaron Jackson missed the beginning of the season. Uh, they, he has to play – I mean, the one thing that I give John Morant credit for is he somehow finds a way to coexist with uh, dipshit Dylan Brooks on a daily yes. basis in the same yeah. backcourt. Yeah, he while he shoots shots with no guide hand uh, mm-hmm. at all. He just flings them up with one hand. So, yeah. Morant gets the asterisk for me, and the benefit of the doubt – Man, I could have gone either way, Jonathan. Fox is definitely the feel-good story of the year. And you know I was high on him. I bought a lot of his cards, sold a lot of his cards, and still am trying to sell one of the last cards of his that I own. But uh, that's tough. We forgot to really go back and look closer at Marketing and Randall. Um,
1: I could have flipped there very easily. I could have flipped there
0: too because Randall's team success is significantly better than Marketing's, although more was expected of the – not
1: that – much was expected of the Knicks, but nothing was expected of the Jazz. The that fact was that they were what I based it on my flip, but that was strictly what I based it on. Was that's it, like oh, team well,
0: success, well. team yeah. success is the tiebreaker. I, I'm with you, dude. And Randall has the other thing is, both of them have cooled off towards the end of the season. and they're sitting because they're trying to lose, even though right. they almost won last night against the Lakers, who are trying to win, I'm and they're kidding. literally trying to lose. They sat Sexton uh, on a minute's restriction, they sat Marketing, they sat Clarkson. Yep. They sat um, the Texas Ranger Walker Kessler. Yep. They sat everybody. Well, I think they call him the sheriff. Whatever. I'm gonna call yep. him Walker Texas Ranger. Yep. Um, so anyway, that yeah, we could have flipped there. So we are, we we both could be convinced. Morant and Fox are interchangeable. We're both convinced that uh, uh, Mark and, In and Randall are interchangeable. We agree yep. on Spider. We agree on Butler. We agree on Embiid. All right, thirteen. Give my me your center. My, this yes, is
1: real quick. Real quick. My deal with Fox and Morant. Is, yeah. A game's played and massive turnaround. That was my thing. That was my tiebreaker because – That's a great I point. mean, nobody expected the Kings to do anything. And Fox is one of the two reasons why that happened. Um, and he's made – he's going to win whatever the Kahunas award is, the Kobe Bryant deal this year. He's probably going to win it. What uh, is that? There's a new award for clutch. It's a clutch. Oh, he, his award. clutch numbers were off the tr- – yeah. why do I have Morant here? I like Fox
0: more. Yeah. The, the- – why do I have Morant well, there? Dude, you I'm should not have Morant Fox there. there. He yeah. played a lot. Jonathan, he played a lot more games. The Kings were projected, I think, to win 33 games. They won 48.
1: Right. That's John a- Morant's a better player, but I think Fox had a better season. That's just me.
0: I'll tell you what I'm rooting for the Kings and I am not rooting for the Grizzlies. I lost a bet uh, with somebody from our channel from my channel and I've got to give something away. He, he I bet him a card or whatever and he's like he's a nice dude, man. He's like, "Hey, I busted your ass on our bet. The Grizzlies you know are going to finish. I said they wouldn't finish top 4. And yeah. we bet uh, we bet about 100 bucks on it." And so now he's like, "I don't want your 100 bucks. He's like, "I want you to give it away to some kid yeah. on your channel." And I'm trying to figure out a way to to do a giveaway where it has to go to a kid and not some greedy Adult. We, you know we agreed on
1: that. We I didn't think
0: Memphis was well. Here's here's on one thing that we can all agree on. A lot of people, not just us, got a lot of things wrong that yeah. they thought were going to happen this season. True. It, it, True. A lot wrong. We really missed on a lot. I I will be the first one to tell you. People might stop watching my channel. Remember, my big deal was I think the Warriors are going to win seventy games. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, I think they won three road games like the whole season, so I didn't did. work out for me either. There's a lot of shit that everybody was wrong about. The one thing that that everybody was right about is Bucks and Celtics at the top of the East. Yep. Um, and then I, I was actually right about Nuggets top of the West. I think yeah. I picked uh, 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 Golden State, then Nuggets right behind them. So I, I think that close. was
1: close same or I had Denver one maybe. I can't. Yeah.
0: Remember. Yeah. 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 Uh Okay. So we we have to agree that it's going to be Simonis on thirteen because for sure. If it wasn't for the two leading MVP candidates, he'd be first team. So, yep. Sabonis, so uh, who are
1: your forwards? Forwards are marketing
0: and Jalen Brown <clears throat> for me. Randall Jalen Brown. Don't even need to talk about it. Yep. Uh, is there anybody that you think – I mean, you didn't consider Anthony Davis. Oh, by the way, here's a list of players I didn't consider that yep. would have definitely, if they played enough games, been in here. Durant, Zion, yep. I didn't consider LeBron. I don't think he's played enough. Kawhi, I don't think he's played enough. Curry, not enough. Lillard, because they shut him down, he would have been on my third team. Or he definitely would have been on my third team, and I would have considered him for second if he'd have played these last eight games, but he just sat again. Booker, not enough. Davis, not enough. Right.
1: Davis was considered. I considered it because he's been so good. Yeah. Um, And Lillard actually is on my third team, and here's why. Because the other guards – that uh, you mentioned didn't play enough, and I think he had a phenomenal year on a terrible team. I got it, but give them to me. Like, give give me your other guard, Lillard and Ja Morant
0: was my other. Guard. I got Fox and Holiday, and Holiday's oh, the one and that's Holiday. going to surprise you. I almost went
1: Holiday. I really was close. I was yeah, really close.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so let's talk about those those we we talked about this. So we we're on the same. So we flip flop Fox and Morant. you had Morant and Lillard. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, so so we're really. Holiday uh, and Lillard are the two that we can talk about. And um, I just went with Holiday because his team was significantly better because I I think he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA. I think he maybe is the defensive player of the year. Now, I don't think he's going to get that award but oh, I think he deserves that award. Bro,
1: we're in lockstep
0: there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to get it, but I think he's that good. And I thought he was that good last year. The fact that anybody on planet Earth could watch Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday for a season and think under any criteria that Marcus Smart was better than Drew Holiday at defense
1: is nuts. Bro, he, Absolutely guards, the nuts. Most, he guards the most important position on the floor for the other team every night. Okay? Um I say every night, probably three out of every four nights because it's yep. always because he'll guard Kevin Durant, right? I mean, it yep. doesn't matter who, how big the, the perimeter is. And when you watch him and you can go in, like when we did, we're doing our FanDuel stuff. If I knew Drew Holiday was guarding somebody, I would not bet on them. To bet the under.
0: Or you can yeah. bet the under point, point total, you know what I mean? Oh, and right. I'm sure FanDuel takes that into account, but mm, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much time they have to crunch numbers like that. Well, um, yeah. I mean, dude, come on. I mean, he's and here's the other deal is like he's a better defender and look how much more he does offensive. Like he is a huge positive for the Bucks offensively, whereas Marcus Smart is you're just trying to weather the storm with his inept, you know, yeah. woeful offensive basketball. He's horrible. He is a, a freaking weight around the neck of the Celtics offensively. And Derek White's I mean, Derek White's a better defender, to be Absolutely. honest with you,
1: I think. Better player. better player, better player.
0: Well, he's certainly a better offensive player. Nobody's gonna argue that. But I think Barrett White might be a better defender than Marcus Martin
1: Yeah, I think you. I have to look closer at that. um And I don't one like of, the Celtics. So I'm one not one of the dumbest ahead. statements I've ever made about basketball, and I will readily admit it was that C.J. McCollum was a little better player than Drew and that was yeah. bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. And now, look,
0: I will say this: I just heard this. C.J. McCollum's been playing with a effed up thumb the whole season. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, he's really good he, Honestly, little not little. had a bad season. It's not a bad season. Yeah. Um. A lot was asked of him uh, at various times. First, he had to carry the load with no Zion. Then he had to carry the load with no Ingram. Now he's having to carry the load with no Zion. So there's there's a lot, you know, there's a lot more to it. But um, but I uh, yeah, okay. So okay, so here, let me just show you. These are the guys that we left out. Uh, From the guard uh, standpoint that I thought had all NBA type credentials that should have been considered Tyrese Halliburton, not enough games or good enough team or good enough team, but look where he is on the PER list. He's right. Uh Yeah. He's there. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Nope. Trey young. I thought had all NBA numbers and not there. Jalen Brunson was a very tough omission. Very, very tough omission. Uh, and then after that, Garland wasn't quite there, um, and so that's it at the at the point guard at the shooting guard position. Obviously, Booker would have been somewhere in the mix had he played enough games. Harden, did you not give him the nod, or did you not think enough games?
1: I don't think Harden's a two guard, first of all, but nonetheless, no, uh, he's not. But uh, I just didn't think he was as good as these other guys. That's it. This is that. So, so you I'll considered Harden, good. and you chose Fox and
0: whoever, or Morant and whoever, and Mitchell and all that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bill, definitely down season, uh, Jalen Brown. We discussed this, this, we should have made this clear. We both consider Jalen Brown at the forward position because we were told, uh, or I was told that they told the NBA voters for first and second and third team that he was eligible as a forward. Yep. So that's otherwise why we,
1: he, otherwise he doesn't make it for me. Have More you might.
0: looked closely at Zach Levine? Otherwise he might not make it. We'd have to look a lot closer, but,
1: yeah. uh, did you look at Zach Levine? his numbers are fantastic and he affects losing very well so i said no to it de rosen no nope. anthony okay. edwards all of these guys i'm naming are,
0: are have numbers ridiculous finish. numbers anthony edwards especially with 77 games played and
1: 3 left he's going to play 80 games but when the the way that the timberwolves have finished the season due in large part to carl anthony town's existence oh here we go uh, i feel as though if, if Here we go was that dude, he would have finished it anyhow, probably got him in a playoffs. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, I considered Steph. I really did. I know his game's played is too low, and I agree with you on that. But had the Warriors finished better, I may have slid him on there instead of Damian Lillard because, yeah. you know, it just – I mean, it's freaking Steph, and he affects winning like that. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't do it anyhow. But, yeah, I'm with you. The only other guy uh, just overall that I considered – was um Siakam, who I'm not a fan of. Um, and their season hasn't gone as planned. But when you look at him statistically, he's pretty good, dude. He he's really pretty, is. He's pretty, pretty good. It's yeah. funny because you you sent me some kind of mean thing
0: about Siakam sucking. I said somebody was a poor man Siakam and you're like <laughs> Siakam is also a poor man. And I was like, I don't know man. Go, I know it's pretty good. Annoying pretty good. as shit to watch him beat the ball on the ground and never do anything fun or spectacular, but the dude does put yeah. up some pretty good numbers. All right. Let's reveal our, our NBA first team under the proposed changes in the CBA that we think are going to be ratified and agreed to, which is you got to play sixty five games yeah. and uh, positionless, the, no positions. Okay, so we know one thing that's going to change: Embiid and Jokic are going to be on both of our first teams. Correct. Okay, so let's let's pull them out.
1: Now I'm keeping okay. keep this in mind. I'm also projecting sixty five games. For people who had like sixty-two or sixty-three. Agreed, 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 right. agreed. So that's our, that's my exact lineup right there.
0: Yes, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, again, that might be another spoiler alert for our MVP. You know, and it's, it's not gonna be the exact. It might not be the exact order, but those are the five. I think MVP candidates. I haven't looked at Vegas odds, but I gotta believe those would be that's the it. five with the best odds, even though really.
1: You know who's on the ladder now uh, that wasn't before, that's fifth on the NBA.com ladder? Is uh, Hang on. Let me
0: think through this. Um, I would say Donovan Mitchell. Sabonis. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to get interesting. So let's see our second team. Yep. Here's my second team, Jonathan. Yep. Sabonis is on it.
1: Sabonis He's on mine moves
0: yeah. up. He you he takes know. that empty spot vacated by Embiid. So just to be clear, SGA gets slid down for me from first to second. Same for you.
1: So I have SGA, Fox. Uh, I have Randall instead of Marketing uh, Mitchell and Savonis. So yeah, we're we're in lockstep. We're real close. It's it's the same. It's that same. Uh, you know, like Marketing and Randall,
0: they're like interchangeable and. Yeah, I guess if, if all things considered are equal, the great differentiator would be uh, team success, and the Knicks yeah. had one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, in a, in a harder, well, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. But okay, let's go to third team. Um, somebody's gonna miss completely from my third yes. team, yes. Uh, and it's Randall. So Randall drops out on my third team, and I okay. bring Levine and Brunson both
1: in. Mm. I've got Jimmy Butler on that third team. Remember, he made my second team. He made my second team. But because it's positionless, right? That's right. Guards. Yep. Yep. My third team. um, I have actually, I have Siakam here. It's hard for me to do. Um, I could. Jalen Brunson, um, Markinen, and Trey Young made that team. Because keep in mind, Jalen Brown made my. Oh, wait a minute. I messed that up. My fault take Siakam off, put Jalen Brown on that team. My fault. Okay. Exactly Jalen Brown right. stays, basically. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Uh, it's – look, we could sit here and split Harris forever. I don't know what – these are what we would do. These are not what we think voters are going to do. We made that clear. Um, so, anyway, let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong. This is our NBA first team. Uh, we are on the exact same page for that. Um, and then again, some of this stuff does change and will change when they change these CBA rules. All right, let's keep cranking. Let's go to uh, NBA All Rookie Team. I you don't watch as much league pass as me, and you don't like watching bad basketball as much as me. Uh, but I, I think it's a clear cut five.
1: It is. Tell me who you tell me who you have. Well, I have uh, Bankero is the rookie of the year, even though he's tailed off significantly at the end of the year. Um, okay, and then I have uh, Matherin. Jaden Ivey, uh, Texas Walker, Texas Ranger, Kessler, and Jalen Williams, the wing. Identical. Okay, yeah. see. Identical.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I, these are not in order, obviously, because my rookie right. of the year is right in the middle, but uh, the, the exact same thing. Yeah. Yep. I, don't, I, I don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of who would even be close to pushing for a fifth spot. I guess if I had to pick my weakest of those five, it would probably be jaden ivy yes um yes. but Three. not by a lot walker kessler is by far the most efficient the best per yep. of those rookies and i remember looking at this look at the rookie pers look at look at walker kessler's per dude oh man 21.62 I if yeah. i go back to all players jonathan his per he's freaking 27th he's ahead of he's ahead of guys that we put on the all nba team he's right there with with Darren Fox you know guys that we were considering for first team I mean he's really good how dumb you know what I'm going to say here how dumb do the Timberwolves have to feel that they gave what they gave to get a player who's not remotely close to as good as Walker Kessler not even close forget about the baggage and the you know the fact he's French and all the stuff that goes with that. <laughs> but like they gave away the best player in the deal.
1: <laughs> to get a guy that they wouldn't be able to play in most playoff series.
0: Uh, again, and, and here, let me ask you one more question. How much does Rudy Gobert make a year? Uh, a lot.
1: 45. How,
0: how much is Walker Kessler going to make for the next four years? Freaking pennies.
1: 45 pennies, dude. It,
0: it was, that, that is going to go down. And again, I'm not saying Walker Kessler, the Jazz are going to win a title. That's going to go down as one of the worst trades in the history of the NBA. You know that another trade that is reminiscent of that is when uh, Brooklyn made the deal for all the fossils. Uh, Garnett and oh, yeah. Pierce yeah. and all those old ass dudes at once. And, and they're like, We're gonna, they got one more run in them. And no, they don't. They sucked and they yeah. didn't care and it didn't gel it didn't and they weren't right. good. And they right. paid for name and they took on all that salary and it put them in prison for a long time. Right. This was a disaster. There's only one way out for Minnesota because Carl, uh, uh, well, hold on. So Gobert is untradeable. We would agree on that. Correct. He, no one will take Gobert under mm-hmm. any circumstances. No way. You will be able to find a taker for the, my friend, the cat.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. You and that, will be able to find a loser in the trade, but they would take you. You're right. You will find a taker. Yeah. um
0: it's going to be inter- it's going to be interesting uh, because he is he statistically he's fantastic, but you know you seem to think he's he's a loser. So we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, okay, that's our defensive team, all on the same page. NBA Defensive Player of the Year.
1: So, uh, in order, I went in order: Drew Holiday, number one, who again not going to win it. He's not even going to be in the top three. Okay, um, but I think he should win it, and then. My next two were Jaron Jackson number two and actually uh, Bam bio narrowly edged out Brooke Lopez for me at the third spot. Um, this is a deal where I went with, I don't know why I did this. I'm not even
0: thinking. I went with what I think they're going to vote. Yeah, I would um, agree. With that. I, I apologize. Like If All you right. asked me to re-rank this, I would go Drew Holiday one, Jaron Jackson two, Brooke Lopez three. Yeah, um, but I don't know why I did that on this one, but I did. Yeah, I, I think Drew Holiday's best defensive player in the
1: NBA. Um, yep. So, uh, NBA most improved player. Uh, I think it's a slam dunk. Markin has to win, and SGA would be number two. Okay, it's a slam dunk. I think SGA's got to be. Uh, you got to talk about it. No, I'm just saying from a standpoint of SGA was a great player last year. Laurie Markkinen was laughed at by one of the two individuals on this particular show right now when the other one brought up that he was going to average 24 points a game, which he did.
0: And and, and I, made a, I made a tongue-in-cheek joke he was going to make an All-NBA team. You laughed your ass off. And All-NBA was. and All-Star. And um,
1: and yeah. Yes, uh, So and then another the third one dad was Jalen Brunson. That's exactly my list right there. Yeah,
0: that's that's my list. That's the order for me. And same reason, the disparity between last year and this year. Yeah, how about this? Let's put it this way: last year, Laurie Markkinen was the fourth best player on the Cavs. Yes, and this year he's a franchise player. Yes, on a pretty freaking good contract. That the again. I'm not anointing the Utah Jazz. If they couldn't win it with Stockton and Malone, they're probably not winning it with the Sheriff and Lloyd Markinen, right? right. Uh, 14 feet of white players. But, dude, they're in a good situation. And I'll tell you right now, my pick, my early pick, right? Here, this is a hot take for you, right? My early pick for most improved player in the NBA next season is going to be Colin Sexton. I think they're going to hand him the ball. I think they're going to make a deal and Jordan Clarkson's going to be gone. They're going to clear that space. Okay, they're nice. going to let Colin Sexton run the point. They're going to have Akbaji at the two. They're going to let Mark and Marinate for another year with Kessler as the five. They're going to be a freaking problem. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be one of those teams where you're not going to – they're going to be the kings of next year. That's just my prediction. I don't think they're going to win the title. I'm not going that far, and I'm not saying they're going to finish second in the West or whatever. But – they're going to be the, that the biggest surprise. If I say who's the biggest surprise this year, you say Sacramento Kings, not close. If I say who's the biggest surprise next year, I'm going on record. It's the Utah Jazz.
1: I can see it. Um, I don't think they're going to be good, but I could see them sneaking into the play in. I could see that. Yeah, and you're yep. right. If they move Clarkson, then Sexton is in that spot where he could do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. He could he could be at twenty five, six and six. That's true. That would probably win him. The
0: most brutal, and he's
1: and he's he's efficient too. Now, always has. He's
0: more efficient than I thought. Yes, I thought he was a floor slapping Marcus Smart when he first came in the league. He's not. He's he's a lot. He's a little bit better shooter than people realize as well. Uh, Sixth man of the year. I I hate this fucking award. What are we? What are we arguing about? Are we arguing about the hundred and what is it? Let's see. There's thirty teams in the league, right? Yeah. Are we arguing who the hundred and fifty first best player in the league is? This is the stupidest freaking award. It's not
1: that you're arguing as to who is borderline starter comes off the bench that's really what you call well, every do. single one of these guys would start for the Rockets the
0: Pistons the Match. I mean you know what I mean it's stupid right I just I hate this award I don't like it it feels like a participation award the fact that it's 41 games like here and let me just show you my list here's why it's stupid because Tyrese Maxey's if he finishes the season and starts the last three games he's ineligible but if he doesn't and, right. he, and, he, and he only starts forty games. He's eligible. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. I don't know. It's dumb. I know you got to have a cross a threshold somewhere and a, and a point you can't cross, but like, it's just a stupid award. I just can't stand it. Um, anyway, I got Brogdon Maxi quickly in that order.
1: So I and this, a- that's with an asterisk because if he starts one more game, he's he's not eligible. And that's why I have maxi third and quickly second.
0: Oh, okay. That's really, only yeah.
1: reason. Well, he won't be
0: third. He'll be, he can't, he won't be eligible. But, but yeah, I get it. I'm trying to think who else would be a good six man. Um, who cares? I, I bet money on FanDuel, by the way. I bet a shitload of money on Jordan Poole on FanDuel to win six man of the year. And I, of course, I lose it all because he's not eligible. Eligible, right? And he didn't have a great year either, but still, yeah. no, but he would have been, he's, he had a better year than these guys on this list. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I did look at Brogdon and uh, and quickly and Maxi and looked at their stats closely. Brogdon's significantly better than the other two. I didn't think he was. And then I looked really close at it from an efficiency standpoint. He, he was better. Than ever, he was pretty much better in every way, except yeah. points compared to Maxi.
1: The other part is with Brogdon and the Celtics are the rare occasion where their starting point guard is their third best guard on their roster.
0: No, he's if not. You count, if you
1: count Jalen Brown, he's best guard forward. If you count Jalen Brown, he's the, fifth, he's the fifth best guard. Mm-hmm. Who's the other one besides? Well, Brown? I mean,
0: you don't you don't consider Tatum a guard, I guess. But well, certainly Jalen Brown, certainly yeah. Derek White, certainly yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. So he's at the very least, he's the best. At
1: best case scenario, is the fourth best guard. But I'm saying in a lineup where you yeah. would put Brown as a, as a forward, right? Yeah, he would not start. That's really no, awesome. that's correct. Yeah.
0: Uh, this is going to be the exact same for both of us, and probably in the same order. Let's just
1: reveal it. Same order, yes. Exact same order. I was, All right. So, now I was close. I was close on flipping two and three until the other night, because then at that point it's like, okay, yeah. He, we can agree that that he slammed the. He's gonna
0: win it. This is who we would choose. This is not who we think's gonna win it. Right? We are both. V- Certainly, we think that Embiid's going to win it. The bullshit from Doc Rivers after the game saying it's over, that is going to help even though it shouldn't and it pisses me off Um, because Mike Malone could go out and do the same thing. I mean, Jokic could go 21-18 and 21 next game, which Embiid could never do in a thousand games ever to replicate that. And and Malone could say the same freaking thing. Is the narrative going to flip back? I don't know. The uh, Jokic and hard them hard don't hard. really have much to play for anymore, do they? Aren't they kind of settled? I mean, they're up – I think they're up two. Yeah, they're up two yeah. with three games to play. Yeah.
1: I, I did switch one thing, man. I did. I, it's not the exact same. I apologize. Would you switch? Um, Tatum and, this and Don? Is gonna make, this is going to make no sense because um, on my 65-game first team, I had Luka, right, as the fifth guy. I had those four, and then Luca. I had that list right there. For MVP, when I'm voting on who's the most valuable to their team, I, okay. I took Luca out, and I put SGA. He's not a better player. His team is ahead of Dallas and has equally as bad a player. close to it, maybe a little bit better, but not – I mean, he don't have a Kyrie Irving on his team, for example, right? Right, um, he's got somebody who plays defense. And he doesn't guard – and Luca guards, no one is the biggest bitch. And SGA NBA. is a
0: plus defender.
1: Yes. And so MVP, most valuable. I didn't say better player. I don't, none of that. All that. I hate,
0: I hate the title. They should yeah. just call it
1: best statistics. Yeah. Well, and, and it, best statistics
0: uh, on best team is what they should call it.
1: Please go look at SGA's shooting oh, stats. I sent from a free throw line, dude. I, I know,
0: man. I know. I know.
1: Um, I it's, know. It, I just took team success into it, and that dude has led a group of nobodies to maybe a fringe playoff spot.
0: Yeah. Playoff spot.
1: All right. Listen.
0: I broke it down. Here's here's what I have, Jokic and B, because I wasn't sure, and I wanted to be Sure. And I didn't think I was going to be sure even after comparing them very closely, but I was very sure after PER points, rebounds, assists, deals, blocks. So, your aggregate counting stats that's per game, of course. Field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, true shooting, free throw percentage, turnovers, usage, offensive rebound percentage, defensive rebound percentage. They play the same position, so you can compare stuff like that because it matters. Uh, offensive win shares, defensive win shares. Win shares, overall, some of this is duplicative, right? Lots of shooting stuff. Offensive box, defensive box, total box. VORP, which is value over replacement player, which I don't completely understand, but I think it's how much better they are than an average center that would replace them. And then I totaled up who got the most check marks. Now, here's the deal. If you were better in a category, I gave that player an X. If you were way, way, way better, like not close, way better, I gave you two Xs. Okay. OK, here's okay. what I ended up with. A couple of these things really surprised me. Uh, PER, Jokic, one of the best PER seasons in NBA history. But, yes. you know, again, Embiid is right there behind him, uh, yes. 0.13 behind him, right? Yes. And actually, Jokic's PER, things come down a little bit uh, over the last month. And yes. then let me look at Jokic last year, just out of curiosity. Yeah, so Jokic last year was bananas. Yes. Um Anyway, all right, going back to it. Uh, Points, Embiid, by a lot. Uh, Rebounds, Jokic, by a lot, actually. Uh, Assists, Jokic, obviously double. Uh, Steals, uh, by the way, we should stay here. Uh, When you add up points, and then if you give them like 2.2 points or whatever per assist, you know, because some of those are threes, points accounted for is Jokic in a landslide, and it's not close. Yes. Uh, And the big deal is like, yeah, Embiid's this great offensive force. Well, Jokic is creating more points than Embiid is. He's not making sure. them himself, but he's creating. Right. Steals, it's Jokic a little bit. Blocks is by far Embiid, not close. But That's this is hard. where it gets really confusing. We're about to talk about that blocks deal in a second because you would think, well, he blocks more and has almost as many almost as almost many steals, so he must be a better defender. He's not. We're going to talk about that in a second, or at least he's not according to statistics. Field goal percentage, Far and away, effective field goal percentage, far and away. True shooting percentage, far and away. And you could argue those are all duplicative of each other. If you're, if you're going to win one, you're going to win them all. Free throw percentage, in and Embiid's a yeah. really good free throw shooter really cool. and shoots an yeah. ass ton of them. Yep. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Yep. Uh, turnovers, um, they were what and what? Completely, completely equivalent. Uh, the next, I have usage rate in here. And I don't know if this is a pro or this is a con or you can call it whatever you want. I don't really give a shit. I just thought it was interesting the disparity. The second highest usage rate in the NBA is Embiid, the guy that we thinks MVP has the thirty third highest usage rate. And when you go sort it by usage rate, listen to the players that have in usage rate is how many like possessions finish with that guy shooting it or turning
1: it over, right? Basically. Of or creating – or an assist, a direct assist. Or an assist.
0: assist or something like that, right? That's what usage rate is. It's not how many times you bounce the ball, but how much your team uses you to conclude their offensive possessions, basically. Uh, sure. And when we sort it this way, uh, Jokic is just behind Kal Kuzma and Keldon Johnson <laughs> and right next to Jalen Green and Porzingis. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. For him to be in the MVP conversation, that just speaks – Volumes about his efficiency when he does get the usage, right? Well, uh, much offensive much rebounds, much. defensive rebound percentage. You know, again, you could say it's duplicative with rebounds. Offensive win shares is Jokic. Defensive win shares is Embiid. Total win shares is not close. That's how big the disparity is offensively. Mm-hmm. Offensive box, defensive box, box, all of that Jokic in a landslide. Vorp, Jokic. When you add it all up, there's 20 X's in one column and six in the other. If it was twelve and ten, you'd go look at team success, and guess what? Yeah. It'd be the Nuggets. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's lopsided, oh. and they have a better record. And I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't think it's close. Think about this. Think about this.
1: He is you, you, Embiid's going to lead the league in scoring, I guess. Right, him or Doncic? Um, uh, no, it's him. So- yeah, it's Embiid. So Embiid leads the league in scoring. So everybody would automatically go, "Oh, he's a better offensive player," like you said, right? Even though everybody recognizes Jokic's just passing ability, Jokic contributes and and accounts for more total points on way lower usage, more points on way lower usage. So way lower usage, way he's- way lower. Like- Who's more valuable? In other words, basically, when that dude touches the ball, it probably leads to a basket. Period. That's it. You know. So, yeah, that to I me. I'll say this: I don't, don't think, I, don't I don't think I don't think we define out. usage rate correctly.
0: I don't think usage rate um, includes assists. Okay. Even, Let me okay, read it. So even
1: better.
0: Even yeah, no, no I, I know. I'm just saying. I think it's free throws, shots attempted. God damn it! Free throw attempts. Turnovers and field goal attempts. Yeah, no assists. That's it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's, a, it's a, so if, no, that if that player attempts a field goal, ends up shooting free throws
1: or turns it over. So got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. He shoots so less so than a B, which is that. why it's usage rate. He shoots
0: less than all the superstars, which is why it's down. Like if I go back to, you know, monster here.
1: But produces more points.
0: But produces significantly more points than almost anybody in the entire league. Yeah, um, I don't. Man, look, I, I think it's a. I think so it's a landslide. If
1: you're going to get to the defensive rating and all that stuff. You take that out. Just take it out. It's no question. It's a no brainer. No brainer that Jokic is the MVP. Yeah. You Put the defensive rating back in, which actually makes Jokic look like he's a little better defender or a lot better defender than he is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not arguing that Embiid's not a better defender. He's a better defender than freaking Nicole Jokic, period. That's it. Yeah. Okay. But the rating system matters. It does matter because, look, the, like you here's said, here's a couple there. more things. Let me zoom a little bit so you can see this. Woof. Uh, over here, far
0: right column, there's your wins against replacement 20.4. Like if we sort it, look at the difference between Jokic and Embiid. The difference between Jokic and Embiid is the same as the difference between Embiid and. Keep going. Herbert Jones or Dante DiVincenzo. Yep. Let that be, like, <laughs> to put it into perspective, the disparity against wins wins against replacement is that drastic. Yeah. Here is everybody in the NBA, right? And then this is a kind of a confusing graph because it's uh, offensive Raptor rating on the right. So people furthest to the right are the best offensive players. People yeah. furthest to the top are defensive players. Right. Look at Jokic. <laughs> He's both. He's one of the four best defensive players in the NBA, according to Raptor, which again, that's <laughs> not I the Bible, and yeah. he's far the best offensive player.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's it's not close, especially depend. And look, you can you can define most valuable however you want to in this. It's one of the few situations where, however you want to des- describe it statistically, uh, who brings the most value, uh, best player on you know winning team. Um, I mean, any number of ways. You can't cut it up any other way than Jokic should be the MVP.
0: The Raptor rating for Jokic, the difference between Embiid's Raptor rating, which is number two, and Jokic is the same as the difference between Isaiah Hartenstein and Embiid. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's it. That's a wrap. I mean, if anybody disagrees, like, it, the numbers back it up. Now, if you want to give it to Embiid because you're sick of giving it to the same player, then just do it and own it. Do it and say it, though. Don't Beat say, it. I think Embiid had a better season. Because the, no one can compare the season statistically.
1: Can't say, be say you don't want to give Jokic three in a row because Bird and Russell and Will did it. Fine. Say that.
0: Whatever. But say it. Yeah, just tell the truth is all we're asking. MVP voters, just tell the truth. That's all we're asking. So um, I think – we both agree. If we had a vote, we're giving it to Jokic and not thinking twice. And that's coming from the biggest Giannis fan on planet Earth, True. which is the best player on the best team, who again had an incredible season. You know, yeah. yeah. So he's the
1: best player. He's the best player in the world. Don't get me wrong. Okay.
0: You think right now, healthy in a seven-game series, he's the player you would you choose? I know you're a huge KD guy. You would choose Giannis to be your guy over KD. And again, it's hard because you got to know what's around them. But yeah, best but player in the world.
1: Because he affects everything,
0: everything. So,
1: and Durant. Put- I'm not saying Durant doesn't. Don't get me wrong.
0: But I would take honest. Yeah. He puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Um, all right, that's a
1: wrap, man. Uh, anything else we need to talk about? Um, let's get let's get ready for the playoffs. It's exciting time, man. It's going to be an exciting, exciting time. Yeah. So, so Jonathan, this
0: should come out. I'm going to put this thing out like Monday, maybe. That way, yeah. that should be right when the season ends, or maybe Tuesday uh so the awards will be fresh on everybody's mind and hot topic conversation and then we need to record uh soon i'm going north carolina next week for my kids soccer so we need to try to record monday or tuesday so i can post it i leave town thursday but i want to do our playoff uh playoff right obviously we've got to do that we did one stupid one a couple episodes ago that was way premature now we'll know uh i don't know when the last day of the season is do you
1: no, but I mean, it's got to be this weekend, right? They all
0: have three games left. Shouldn't it be like Sunday or, well, Jesus, it might be like Monday or Tuesday? Because, well, remember, they want to start those things on a Saturday, right? Don't they always start the playoffs yes. on a Saturday? So yes. I'm guessing, and then they'll probably be two days off, three days off. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But, but the next episode, you can just bet on that. Yep. We'll put all of our other great ideas, and we got a lot of them on the side. The next episode is going to be about our playoff predictions and why. No doubt. Cool. All right. Thanks. That's another episode. That's a wrap. There it is. The Pinky's out. The grandfather has, uh, has um, what's the word? Uh, exposed himself or his pinky at least. Uh, <laughs> he's ex- exposed his pinky. That should be the name of this episode. The grandfather exposes his pinky. How many clicks will we get? That's what I'm doing. That's, that's the episode. The grandfather exposes his pinky. And I'm going to see if we can get some damn clicks. Maybe get some female viewers finally. You know? (laughs) Thanks for watching. Keep collected. Stay positive in the hobby. Peace.